My daddy wasn't spooked up by the white man, no sir. And that taught me how to handle them. I see my daddy go up and grin in this cracker's face. <laughs> Smile in his face and sell him his land. All the while, he's planning how he's going to get him and what he's going to do to him. That taught me how to handle them. So you all just back up and leave Levy alone about the white man. I can smile and say yes, sir, to whoever I please. I got my time coming to me. All right, now Welcome back to the podcast. Welcome back to the podcast, Barry Irving. Hello. Dropping by a couple times in one week. I can't stay away. Well, good, because I have you on Ma Rainey's Black Bottom, Barry's Arrangement. Barry, I'm excited to talk to you. We had you on a few months ago. We just reflected for about 15 minutes on Chadwick Boseman. I know also Chadwick Boseman, short story, long here, but he produced a play you were in, in Chicago. Oh, yeah. And it, indirectly. Indirectly. He um, he produced a play that I was in. A good friend of mine um, actually uh, is his relation some sort of some sort of extended family relation i i i I think the generations are confuse me sometimes with that but yeah some sort of relative but yeah he uh he uh gave a very generous donation to a fundraiser for a show that i was involved in oof something like something like five six seven years now it was it was right around the time that he like first inked the deal to become Black Panther in Civil War. So like Captain America yeah, it was Civil right around War. the Jackie Robinson movie time. Yeah. He was he was yeah. a name. He was a, he was somebody that had been in movies. He right? was yeah, right. he was a name, but he was the he was the biopic guy. So um so yeah, he 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 basically gave this donation that ended up being our play's budget for this little rinky dink production of streetcar named desire that we did and um with that same director i actually was understudying a production of a raisin in the sun and man not to not to bring the mood down but i missed a chance encounter i was actually understudying for um walter lee and like the one day of this weekend that i didn't come watch the show to take notes and whatnot was the day that Chadwick Boseman came and saw the show. So I definitely missed a a prime, prime chance encounter. But, you know. And speaking of stage plays, of course, Ma Rainey's Black Bottom is an August Wilson play. Actually, one that I was not familiar with. And this movie definitely reads like a stage play. I, as I was watching, I was like, man, this feels like a stage play. I, I will have to admit to you, I did not know that this originally was an August Wilson work. So I went and looked it up. I was like, oh, shit. Okay, that makes sense. Uh, but I really love this movie and actually haven't stopped thinking about it since I watched it a couple weeks ago. And... This is probably going to be in my top five movies this year. How did you feel about it? Oh yeah, I mean, I would, I would agree. 
while we while before we stray too far from the subject, although we'll probably be talking about this man for the the next foreseeable fifteen minutes or so, but definitely the performance I feel of Chadwick Boseman's career definitely saved the best for last. Personally, I'm I know we, we haven't gotten to this part, we haven't gotten to the Oscar conversation yet, but I would I challenge someone to show me a better leading male performance this year because I, I was blown away. I think I, I think it was an example not only of this year, but just in general of a performer leaving every single ounce on the screen. Absolutely. I think at one point you had texted me saying he annihilates that monologue. And I said, which one? <laughs> yeah. There's yeah. like five yeah. amazing monologues in this movie. And I think... I don't want to get too far down down the awards rabbit hole, but I, I think Denzel Washington received a lot of just acclaim for his August Wilson movie in Fences, and I, and I think this is on par with that, so I anticipate a, a lot of love, and, and I really don't like when people, and I've had a couple people already ask me, do you think he's just going to get nominated because because posthumous and because people feel bad? And I'm like, no, in the same way that I felt that Heath Ledger absolutely won his Oscar mm-hmm. with justification. I think if if there is a claim, if there are nominations that come for Chadwick Boseman, it's just because he had an absolute killer performance in this movie. I think people pass away all the time and they're not just handed awards because they were loved and they passed away. No one gave Robin Williams an Oscar in in his last year of life. I, I think that it just, I mm-hmm. think when there's sometimes just for magic or whatever other reason that the person's has a career defining movie in the last performance that they have. I think it just happens. It happened with James Dean. It happened with Heath Ledger and, it, and it's happening with Chadwick Boseman. So that's my opinion on it, and, and we can discuss that further, but this movie I really liked, and and it felt a little like Fences, too, because Fences definitely is painting a picture for you of the black experience, the black experience in the early 1900s in, in these inner cities, and this movie is definitely showing us what it's like to be a black person, a black entertainer, and really talks about art, creativity, originality, and the exploitation of black art by white people in that time. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, And yeah, just piggybacking off of, you mentioned Denzel Washington and August Wilson. This is actually, so Denzel Washington was actually appointed by the estate of August Wilson to essentially like august wilson has an anthology i'm not quite sure how many plays are included in this but it's like a play for every decade giving a glimpse at the african-american experience in this country over the decades so like fences is part of that this movie's part of that and the estate of august wilson has put it upon denzel washington to sort of spend the foreseeable future, you know, bringing these August Wilson works to the screen. So that's sort of kind of his mission for, for, for a while. So he, he produced, directed, and starred in Fences. Um, with this one, he's just the producer. 
but yeah, Denzel Washington was also had a hand in in this film as well. So you'll see a lot of promotional material with him talking about it. It's because he did have a hand to do with it, and it, it's kind of on on the on the kind of like this this like poetic story where it's been it's been well it's been well documented that um, Denzel Washington gave like a donation or gave some sort of donation to. Chadwick Boseman's theater program while he was in college and so to have that sort of come full circle with literally the performance of his career being produced by Denzel Washington it's just one of those things where it's like I mean we can we can get into conversations about like stars aligning and timing and all of that but at the end of the day none of that really matters if anyone wants to doubt why (laughs) Chadwick Boseman is 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 getting the attention that he's getting for this performance. I really just, I'm going to question your taste and yeah. your ability to like <laughs> critically look at film. Honestly, exactly. Cause he's getting the attention he's getting because this is the best performance of the year. Yeah. And so, so let's, let's unpack the movie and, and, and its themes and, and why it's so powerful. So it's kind of a, tale of two people two different perspectives on ways to approach whites and white people and white people of power in the 1920s so you've got ma rainey who is the mother of blues and is played by viola davis and she's I've never seen a Viola Davis performance that I didn't just absolutely love. I think she shines in everything she does and every moment she's in. This is no exception. And Ma's Ma's point of view is is interesting because it, it went a different direction than I thought it was going to be. Because at first you look at her and you're like, okay, here comes the spoiled star. I, I just have seen that kind of movie and, and, and I felt like there were some tropes coming. But really it doesn't unfold the way I anticipated. And through a lot of scenes, she's talking about all they want is my voice. And she treats them. The reason why she acts the way she does Mm -hmm. and she keeps it transactional is because she doesn't want to be dependent on these men for her survival. You know, she was made from the black community. She was made by Harlem. She was made by the, the people in the streets and so she knows she has the leverage and that is exactly why she behaves the way she does and she keeps these people at an arm's length and you can see during multiple times and in multiple phases of this plot where they try to take advantage of her and she's able to come out the other end with what she needs because she behaves a a certain way and treats them a certain way and she has an awareness about that right and she had almost a a, she's practical and wise when it comes to this this world and and then you've got levy and he's the the brash and you know he's the you know he's he's very up and down emotionally but he has that really traumatic but incredible monologue when it comes to i know how to smile at the white man he's really got all this this ambition and and he looks at his life with with all of this uh, optimism and upward mobility and Obviously, the play has uh, things to say about when black people did that in the 20s and what happened to them at the hands of white people. So that's at least where I want to start with some of the themes of this play. Is there anything you'd, you'd like to add in there, Barry? Yeah, yeah. It's like, so you've got you've got your two lead characters. You've got Ma Rainey. You've got Levy. And they are both 
equally cognizant of how this music industry or and even how society at large is 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 not here for for black people and and but there but the way that they sort of respond to it is different and you've got levy who you know he's he's gone you we get a clear sense of his stance we even get a clear stance we even get a picture of his background but i guess where where the two characters are core are different at their core is that you see levy trying to sort of acquiesce to the powers of the music industry as if they're going to allow him to you know transcend all of the injustice in the world mm-hmm. and he even not only that but he also sort of uh, counts his eggs before they hatch you see him buying these expensive shoes to trying to project this image of success that he hasn't even actually attained yet and yeah the shoes are definitely a symbol of hope they're his hope in life and we see what happens at the end when they get stepped on, right? Yeah, but it, it's, it's also him working outside of his means. Like, he has to gamble against Cutler to get the money to buy him. Um, like, he's he's not there yet. And, and not only that, but he's put so much hope into this. Whereas, Ma, you see Ma Rainey, and she knows that that this industry isn't going to do anything for her beyond what they need to do to get her voice on this recording. So she is going, so she takes advantage. She's milking that for all it's worth. Well, when they need her, they're going to be on her time. She's going to get there when she gets there. She's if she's her demands to be met so that she can be comfortable and produce the type of sound that they're looking for are going to be met. She's going, she, she's running the show for as long as she, for as long as they are seeking her voice, as long as they need her voice, they need to do it her way. And, and, and I think, I, I don't remember how they end with that, with, with the signing of the contract in the play. I'm not sure how close that was to the play script, but the fact that they have that part and then, and you even see like the very last scene where fucking they take Levy's music and just have some white people yeah. perform it. Like you really see that like this business was not and never going to be there for them. And you see Ma Rainey completely parlay that to give her what she needs in that moment. She even gets her kin to be on the track, despite the fact that he can't even get through a sentence this is her family. She's going to give him an opportunity and she's going to use this platform to elevate herself and elevate her community. And, and you see Levy who's only in it for himself and you see how one person succeeds and another person fails. Absolutely. And, and and it's just, it's so haunting that final scene where the guys is singing that song that Levy wrote and it's this buttoned up orchestra and everyone's in their three piece suits and they're all standing very politely. And the, the person behind the glass is just swaying back and forth and, and just absolutely robbing this soul and the culture behind the music. Yeah. The antithesis of what 
Levy actually wrote was trying to write and 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 to to break some of the molds with his music and that's why his accompaniment is you know he's trying to to bring a new sound and bring a new swing and be a revolutionary when it when it comes to some of this music and you see all that conflict with him and his band members right because the other band members the older band members are more practical and wise to the industry and for all the reasons that you just laid out levy just he's got that emotion and he's got that overconfidence that gets the best of him and you see him constantly banging against that rehearsal room door to be let outside and you know that's very ripe with metaphor he's Mm -hmm. beaten against that door and he's beaten against that door and then finally towards the act you know the 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 final act of the play he busts through and it's just a small room there's nothing there for him there's nothing there except for you know there's no ceiling so he can look up and he can hope and dream right there's Mm -hmm. no ceiling but it's just this small room and he's contained and back to the shoes, you know, the shoes definitely to me represent hope. And then when the white man walks across his dreams, you know, and Toledo walks across those shoes, he, he snaps. There's also, what do you think about just the metaphor of the white person shutting down the opportunity of the black man in his pursuits and then the black man becoming frustrated and killing another black man. It's total. Like, what do you? It's absolutely metaphor. It's one. It's it's it is giving a. It is, it is giving an image of, it is dramatizing how you know this the system. We talk about the system. It, it it's it is a it is a, visualization of that and like, like, so so this 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 turmoil this this rage that that levy feels is throughout his life instilled from the white man in this moment of this play is set off from a white man but he is so contained that his only outlet of dealing with that rage is killing his own brother not his not his familial mm-hmm. brother but killing killing another black man and then it's it's so I don't think I don't think it is because I think this play was written in like the 80s. And I don't think it's a coincidence that you've got multiple exam all throughout the play. You have these examples of oppression from the white man leading that leads ultimately with and the, the end result is a black man kills another black man over a pair of shoes. Yeah. Yeah. Man, it's it, and it's so all this August Wilson stuff, whether it was Fences a, a few years ago, obviously this movie now it's so timely. It's really emotionally impactful and and just when you match that kind of writing with the capabilities of these actors, it it really is it's art in its truest form right and i i just haven't stopped thinking about it and i i want to ask you because this really was something i was wrestling with but what story to you is more impactful or interesting is it ma knowing the worth and forging her career in this impossible environment or is it levy and this rejection and oppression of 
the the white people in the industry which one kind of impacted you or at least had you thinking most um i will say just having been having been familiar with the play i guess i just had more time to sort of chew on it and you know you you're given that moment so you kind i i think i've i've sat with levy's consequences a lot longer and I knew the trajectory, so it was a lot more familiar to me. I think for me, for me, just seeing, I mean, I guess I can accredit this to the the presentation of the film as well as the performance of Viola Davis. Like I saw, I feel like I was seeing Ma Rainey in a way that I maybe didn't necessarily see when I read the play or saw it. Per, saw a scene work performed in college or anything like I don't want to say positivity but like the the leverage that you can the the more effective use of leverage and seeing how that plays out and then also seeing how kind of it made me think about you know big personalities you know we've mentioned we've mentioned being in the theater a few times now i'm sure you've also encountered those big diva personalities and it really made me sort of rethink some people who i've kind of looked whose attitudes i've kind of looked down on in the past and it's like who knows what they were trying to claim for themselves and who knows what they had been through that might have necessitated that Yeah. That's really good. I the reason why I come say it is because I through the first quarter maybe halfway through this film definitely found myself more engaged with Levy's journey and that experience mm-hmm. that you just laid out. And then as the film c- continued to go along and, and as I saw it play out, I actually became equally fond of both of them, maybe even more so Ma Rainey's journey. I, I was just really taken with how far along that character arc, to me at least, came, or at least the discovery of, of the motivation behind the character. It's pretty easy to, to, to see where Levy's going or to, to see what, what drives him and motivates him. Um, I think the what really transcends that performance is his work in those monologues, whether it's the, the monologue about his mother uh, and I know how to smile at the white man. And, and just like that tragic story that he ta- tells about his father Cutler's God uh, or whether it's just several other ones. But I, I think his work in those monologues was, was really impressive to me. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, a, and I think, and I think also the, the camera work in the monologues, I can't remember if it's the, I think it might be, or it's probably both of them, honestly. I would need to watch them both again. But just the way that it would move around Levy, like some of those longer shots, and just the way that the camera follows Levy in those monologues really added to it as well. Do you think this movie transitioned well to the screen? I mean, I know you just said that part helped with some of the engagement on the monologues. Do you think overall it worked? I do. I do. I think, um, and they added, so like the, the musical number at the beginning 
is not in the play. The play fully takes place in the studio. With him stealing like, the spotlight even... from Ma Rainey and her having to take it back from him. That m- number at the top. Oh, yes, yes, yes. So that like that was kind of like and actually that itself even though this is a this is a, a a screen movie that it kind of reminded me of there are sometimes in in theater um it can be a stylistic choice to sort of do what's called i think it's called like a lotsy maybe where you will kind of just have some sort of like it can be sometimes you'll have like maybe like background music playing during it but it'll be sort of like this introduction to the characters so you can Mm -hmm. kind of like see the characters before the action of the play starts and get sort of and they'll be a little bit of world building exactly exactly and so this was a great use of of like that theatrical device and they took it another level by adding another location to the movie and and then it also is bookended with the musical number that we talked about with the white um, band taking over Levy's song. Neither of those numbers are in the play. They were both bookended to sort of round out the the storytelling. And I thought, and I think that was that was very effective. They uh, they moved the confrontation with the police officer to actually have it happen outside of the of the studio because in the play they kind of. They bust Marini in the just kind of busts in the room with the cop behind her, saying like, "Hey, you gotta listen to me," all this stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So, so yeah, okay. I thought I thought yeah. they I thought they because obviously the majority of the the film is still happening in the studio, but thanks to the way that like the 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 set pieces even on stage break down, how it's supposed to have like the the two white men in the recording booth, they're at the highest level. Then you've got the the studio where the recording is happening in the middle and then you've got the the band in the basement and they don't come up to record unless they're called by the people at the top and it's like that hierarchy is right there for you on stage and because of that you also were allowed kind of you were also allowed to sort of change up the the um background shots a bit even though the majority of the action is still in this recording studio. I think it would have, there's a lot of it. I think that it, they make it work. It feels stagey, but I love that. I think some people that are film fans and not fans of theater might complain about, I think one scene that probably would have played better live is Cutler's God. Show me Cutler's God, that kind of chase scene with the knife. I think I just, I just think that just feels like a very live theater moment versus a film theater, filmed scene moment, mm-hmm. if that makes sense to you. Uh, I Overall, the, the surprise of stabbing Toledo at the end probably reads a little better instead of like seeing the knife come out and seeing seeing the, the workings of the editing getting to the stab. Um, yeah. I think, but overall, I think it, it works just fine, and and I I love when when theater, whether it's taping something live and and bringing it to the audience or making a film version of of a stage play. I I just like when when that is brought to larger audiences. I know we had a lot of conversation like that around Hamilton as well. Yeah, yeah, and it's, this is kind of a callback to that conversation. And I and I and I will add another thing, uh, a a a kind of gift that we are given by this being a film as opposed to 
a filmed stage production is that you know and i was i was honestly kind of rolling my eyes when ma rainey would sing would sing because you could tell that she, that viola davis was lip syncing but at the yeah. same time because it's a film and because we can do that we can cast a ma rainey that's not a singer and then we get that wonderful transformative performance from viola davis that maybe we don't get if we're if we're trying to cast the singer in the role that's a good point that's a good point because if she can't sing the tune live then that would be a, a little rough to uh to get through some of those moments so yeah that's a that's a that's a good point i guess my last thing is i i love chadwick boseman boseman in this movie I don't know whether it's me going into it with the knowledge of, of how sick he probably was during the, the filming of this, but he does look a little more frail. Even in his mm-hmm. voice, he sounds a little weaker. Do you think that that distracted you from the performance at all, or were you able to just take it in stride and and not have any of that pre-context in there? I would say kind of yes and no. It's 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 definitely noticeable. I mean, and granted, granted, Chadwick Boseman is heavier when he's playing T'Challa, so there's that factor too. But he's he's visibly smaller in this film, and and yeah, that it 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 it, it kind of is in the back of it's it's definitely something that's like on your mind. But I think that performance is so powerful, and not only that, but Honestly, there is something, and I, I hate to, you know, twist this the this man's actual demise, but there is something about like watching someone perform posthumously where it's almost like we don't even. It's almost like this 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 subconscious um, feeling that levy is doomed from the beginning it kind of adds to that yeah yeah that's i did not see it that way but i absolutely it's hunting right yeah hunting is a great word it's it's like oh my gosh even the the actor himself man i didn't think about it that way but it, it crept into my mind a little bit i also think it's okay for this character to be kind of smaller um, yeah, yeah, totally. You know, and like, if if Chadwick Boseman were healthy today, and he told, and he were, and he like, re- had, there were a press release saying that he like lost weight to to be a not sustained, like not healthy because of because of the hardship of the time. Like, if you had told me that he had, he had lost weight to like portray that like lack of nutrition and whatnot, I would I would believe it. So and it works, you know. He's he's kind of a, a smaller, slicker, quick-witted, fast talker type, uh, you know, overly confident, energetic guy. And you know, he's very up and down emotionally, which spells Ma's consistency and uh, even even tones and even emotions really well. So overall, just really phenomenal work. I'm I'm glad that we're finally at the very end of the year getting movies like this in front of us. I'm excited for more people to find this movie and I'm glad that it was made and and thank you for sharing the piece about Denzel Washington cuz now I have more August Wilson to look forward to. I love his Yeah. 
I love his metaphors that he trumpets Gabriel, religion, race, experience. It, it's all there, and, it, and it's a lot to chew on. I'm sure there's stuff that I'm missing, too, that I'll have to go back and find in a subsequent watch. Yeah, it'll definitely – it should be exciting to see how 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 the rest of August Wilson's work unfolds. I know – I know that I think this is like this will probably be like later, like years from now, because I know that there'll be a few that he has that have to get. We have to get to like the modern era. But I know some of the later set plays, I think Ryan Coogler was even tapped to do one of them. And, you know, that's my boy. So definitely excited to see where that goes. He might be calling up your other boy, which means Michael Michael B. Jordan will probably be in the movie too. Yeah. If you're listening, Ryan Coogler, cast Barry Irving. He's Please, a good actor, and he's waiting for his shot. I'm, I'm, I'm way cheaper than Michael B. That's true. All right, everybody. Well, thanks, Barry, for coming on and talking. Yeah, thanks for having me, man. This was fun. Absolutely. Thank you guys for listening. Don't forget to wash your hands, stay safe, and we'll see you guys next time. Bye. Later. Black bottom stomps and the new baby prancing. The other night at a swell affair. Soon as the boys found out that I was there.